This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. I'm a lot better this week than I was last week when I was, like, dying to doing this. And this week, we've got, we have got literally the proverbial wolves voice of reason. We've got Jack Finch. How are you doing, my friend? Not too bad, Dave. How are you? Fantastic. Now, you know, Jack is the voice of reason. He always comes across with some fantastic points. And we haven't had... Uh, Jack on on the ball uh, yet. So I thought what an opportunity um, to get Jack's view on the last two or three weeks that's been going on with Wolves and, of course, all the week's events. So in this one, we're going to be covering off quite a lot. I'm going to get Jack's take on the transfer window so far. If you've seen the thumbnail on YouTube, you know that there's a mystery man. It's like, um, it's not the, what what's the chocolate person? Um Oh, the milk tray. The lady loves milk tray. Yeah. 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 Well, he's, he's a mystery man. He's got a big question because we've got no signings other than a, a free agent um, from Northampton, uh, Keeper. Okay. We'll, we'll cover off uh, on that. And obviously, we've had all the, the outgoings up until this point. Another one's gone this week. Mr. Nathan Collins will get be getting stuck into that. However, Wolves players have reported for pre-season and they flew off to a, a warm weather training camp, not knowing if it's more warmer than it is here because it's quite a warm day today. Not everyone's reported back yet. And I'm fully aware, um, because I've got like the members Discord group and I talk to a lot of people, a lot of Wolves fans are really stressed out about we're selling everyone and we're not bringing anyone in, and there's all the doom and gloom. We're going to get relegated. We're not going to get 10 points, this, that, and the other. Jack, let's get started, and we're going to come to the chat in a minute, and you will be able to ask loads of questions at the end. Jack, what is your take on the uh, the summer window and everything that's going on with Wolves at the moment? Um. I, th- I think there's a bigger picture at play, isn't there? I mean, we, we talk about that a lot. Um, 
I think that the key thing is if anyone kind of wants to go away and do some reading, if you go and look at what Matt Hobbs said about three weeks ago, he did a big interview on the on the website and he pretty much said exactly how it's going to go. We're going to have to get players off the books first. Lopetegui wants to have a look at players that have come back from loan spells and long-term injuries. You know, I mean, if, if you think about it this way, if you do your weekly food shop, you go and check your cupboards first, don't you? See what you've got before you go and spend money on stuff that you might not need. So I think that's what they've got to kind of do. They've got to look at what we've got in the squad currently and then go and make these investments. Because if you think of strikers, for example, yes, we need a striker. Absolutely, we do. But you've got Sasha Kalajic and you've got Fabio Silva coming back from injuries and loans. Now, depending on what Lopetegui wants or what he sees in those two, depends on what kind of striker he wants to bring in. If he looks at Sasha Kalajic and thinks, actually, I can use him, that then changes the striker that he's going to recruit because he's got options covered by Sasha. And the same with Fabio. But if he thinks, actually, neither of them are going to cut the mustard for me, then he needs to go and get someone that's going to bring what those two don't. So um, it makes sense from a point of view of let's assess the squad first. You know, he was constantly doing that at the end of last season, wasn't he? We saw some some dreadful team selections at times when he was just throwing people in and trying different things and looking at, you know, he tried Bentley and Golden, then he brought Saar back, then he tried um, Totti at left back, then pretty much centre-half, then he put Collins in, took Collins out, played Dawson, took Dawson. So he's, he's trying lots of different things. And I think he's trying to just get a grip of, you know, we've said it before, what's my best 11? You know, what if I if, if the season was starting tomorrow, what team would I put out at Old Trafford? And I think he's probably trying to do that at the minute with the, the training camps and things. And then I think the recruitment will start once he's got that clear idea. I mean, I think they've got targets lined up. I think we know the names of some of them anyway, don't we? You know, the likes of Jokerez and Alex Scott and one or two others. So, you know, I think it's, you know, we're going to make signings. We, no one, I don't think anyone's thinking we're not going to sign anyone. I think the the the, the stress is, is coming the fact that, you know, the market is started now. You look at some of the teams are making their moves, aren't they? And we seem to be proverbially stood still. But I think if you read the Matt Hobbs article, I think this was always the plan to try and move people on bring some finances in and then perhaps use that money when they know how much money they've got and then they know where the gaps are in the squad. Um, Trevor Dean says, uh, major signings needed across the back, wingers and a striker. Will all of this be done? Nope. What's your take on that? Um, um, it, it's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think we do need a centre-half, definitely. I think we need a, cent a centre-forward, absolutely. And and you know me on my thoughts. I think we need a new goalkeeper as well. But whether we get all those positions, well, we've got a new goalkeeper, Jack. But probably first... not the goalkeeper you were anticipating. No, no, a new first choice goalkeeper. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom King. Tom King is a good, good bit of business in terms of letting the younger players go out on loan. It makes sense. You know, a lot of teams have got a an experienced third choice, haven't they these days? So, so that's that's a good bit of business. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I understand why people are, are frustrated because, you know, like we said, the end of last season, we were all crying out, yes, we need strikers, we need goals in the team, this, that and the other. And we're, you know, three, four weeks into pre-season and nothing's happened. But, you know, you've just got to kind of wait and see. I'm sure, you know, Lopetegui and Hobbs have got, got a plan in place. But I think if you read that article, Matt Hobbs was, made it really clear. We need to get people off the books first, you know, because of it, financial fair play. But also because, you know, like we've just said, if you've got gaps in your squad, you need to know where those gaps are. You can't go and sign three, four players and then go, oh, well, actually, that now means I've got to offload this guy. And Because if teams know you're desperate to get rid of players, 
they'll try and undercut you with the fee and all sorts. So it makes sense to get people out first and then perhaps try and get the people in that you you've targeted in the past. Um, we've got a comment here uh, from, and before I get onto that, guys, if you're um, watching this live or you're watching it back, make sure you subscribe to the channel because you can join in the comment section and smash the yeah, a like on the video as well. It lets new YouTube know that you're enjoying it. Adam Walker says, "We always leave it till the last minute to get transfers." Getting worried. I I don't see that Wolves leave things till the last minute with transfers. We're not really a team that goes on deadline day or anything like that. What's your take on what his, his opinion on that, that we leave things till last minute? I'm not sure we leave it to the last minute. I mean, we, we've never been particularly, I don't know if the proactive is the right word. You know, we, we never strike early, do we? You know, we've never been that kind of team uh, since Folsom came in, really. I mean, I remember when that first summer when they came in, it was all very kind of last couple of weeks of the summer, wasn't it, where you brought in Cavaliero and Sais and one or two others came in, didn't they? Teixeira and Costa and all those guys. So under Fosen, we've always been sort of seen how the market plays out and then we make our moves. I'm not sure whether we leave it last minute. I know we've done the odd deal on, on deadline day. Um, the other, I think the other thing on that one as well, if we're being realistic and, you know, we all bleed gold and black, we absolutely do. But but we're not top of the food chain, are we, as, as a football club? So it might be that we have to let the top teams, the likes of Man United, Liverpool, Man City, all those guys, do their business and then we see who's available. You know, because it, it might be that if, if Chelsea sign a player, the player from Chelsea becomes available that we quite like. So we've kind of got to let them do their business and then we can go and get that player, perhaps a bit cheaper than if we'd have signed him at the start of June or the end of June. So I think sometimes there's a little bit of that involved. I mean, I, I understand, again, I understand why people are sort of, I'm not panic. Panicking is the wrong word, isn't it? But uh, well, again, a bit some, people, some people literally are panicking. <clears throat> and they're literally panicking. And I'm like... I get it, but I'm not panicking. I'm I, like, I don't understand. From I mean, I mean, Sutty makes a point here. It's like no problem with anyone going apart from the January signings. We've been shocking, and I think that's a fair point that he makes. But the January signing started a, a clean sweep. You've got to forget what happened last summer under Bruno Large and Scott Sellers and all that. That's gone. January, we made some great signings, some good value signings, and pretty much every one of them made a difference. So this is a new team now. Lopetegui is the manager. Hobbs has come in. You know, he, he, he was instrumental, by the way, Hobbs, in getting Kilman for 40000 Hobbs, you know, and people are talking about Kilman now being sold for $35, 40000000 he Hobbs was the person that got Kilman for 40000 So I kind of get... Because last summer was a was a shambles, wasn't it? From in in every single way, everything, all the decisions in, pretty much went wrong. In hindsight, it was yeah. But I mean, to be fair, at the time when when we'd signed Nunes and Gedesh and and Kalajic and uh, well, yeah, we thought, oh, here we go. We thought there's some good players on paper there. But but as you say, in in hindsight, and, and the issue, the ongoing issue with, with obviously Bruno Lars not quite being the manager that we perhaps hoped or thought that he that he was going to be. Um, no, and, and you know we were on extra time a lot, weren't we, at the end of last season? And we said, you know, that this group of players, particularly the ones that have been there for a while, have got a bit stale. It happens in football now. You know, I think the days where you have players playing for the same club for 10, 11, 12 years, that's pretty much gone now with the odd exception. Players do need to move on after three, four. You need that constant rotation of your first team. 
Uh, and and you know we saw that at the end of last season that we once safety was secured we we turned in some some dreadful performances if if we're being brutally honest yeah and, and away and from home especially away from home particularly yeah and, and with the greatest of respect to the to the players particularly there, there weren't many that you'd be desperate to keep if you were being brutally brutally honest you know do you know what I mean so I think we did need to 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 have this honest discussion with the players and say well. These are the players that you need to get. Ultimately, you know, we need as a fan base to put our trust in the manager. You know, and as a fan base, I don't think we ever fully trusted Bruno Large. Even when he had us fifth, sixth in the table, there was still a strong element of the fan base that were like, he did this with Benfica and he, and he went south pretty quickly. And, and, and that particular group of fans were proved right, weren't they? So, whereas I think we've got to kind of be all in on Lopetegui. And if he looks at a player and says, actually, he's not for me, then we've got to back him to move that player on and bring someone else in. And, and and I think we've started to see that with the, with the move of Collins. You know, I mean, I was a I was a defender of Collins on on your channel, wasn't I? And a lot of people were saying he's not good enough, and I said he's not good enough yet. He might well turn out to be. But could we out the four to have a twenty million pound centre half on the bench because he wasn't going to be first choice this season, was he? If we're being brutally honest, because Kilman and Dawson were, were first choice rightly from their performances last season, and if uh, Lopetegui was going to bring another centre half in, they'd be above him in the pecking order. So it makes sense to move him on, even if... And we've made a profit on him as well in well, the year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I get this. I mean, people call him Calamity Collins and stuff like that. And Lopetegui did give him a few opportunities. We saw against Arsenal what happened last match of the season. We saw how Kilman improved uh, in terms of his confidence when he was playing alongside Dawson. He was so much better a player than when he was playing alongside Collins. So he was on the bench. You know, is he going to turn into being a really good central defender? I think he probably will be. Collins, he's only 22. He's still young for a defender. But, you know, Brentford wanted him. We've got £23 million plus add-ons. We've made money. And that definitely means that there's going to be a centre-back coming in. Before we get on to the incomings, Jack, um, and then moving on to pre-season, Collins... We're going to talk about the, the the transfers that have been done going out, first of all, to get your take on it. Collins, are you happy, even though you were a defender of him, you're happy with the business and you're quite happy that he's in, in with the money that we've got for him? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because, like I said, I, I don't think we're in a, any position as a football club to have a, a £20 million bench warmer, effectively. And, you know, and I think we've got to kind of, almost have a cut-off point here and go, at that particular moment in time, was that a good deal for the football club? Yes, it was. So, absolutely, we go and do that deal. We had we had a thing with Jota, didn't we, where we sold him for £41 million and we all went, oh, it's a great bit of business. Then he had a great spell at Liverpool. We all went, oh, that was a terrible We should have held on for more money. But it's at that particular moment, isn't it? You can't use hindsight to revalue a player. You've yeah. got to kind of go, at that particular moment, Twenty-three million pounds for Nathan Collins is a good deal for the football club. So let's do the let's do the deal, and I think that's they've done the right thing. Yeah, so and, and I wish and I wish him well. Yeah, yeah. We do wish him well because he's, yeah. he's a nice lad, and he'll go on and have a good career, no doubt about it. Um, hope he has a bit of calamity when we play yeah, Brentford next season. Um, so let's rewind again. Um, Connor Cody, obviously Everton rejected him. They had a buy option for four point five million pounds. Didn't take it. Um, he's ended up going to Leicester, seven point five million with a, a million pound add-on if he gets uh, um, le- help promoted with Leicester. What's your take on uh, on on that? 
again, I think it's a good deal for everyone, isn't it? It's a it's a good move for for Cody. It's a good move for the club in terms of, like you say, we've got extra to what we'd have got if Everton had triggered the the option to buy. Um, and you know, and it's obviously I don't know whether Lopetegui would have reintegrated him. The the the, the suggestion online was that he was prepared to do that, but. Again, I think we, 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 we go around in circles with the Cody debate, don't we? Yes, in the back three, hardly anyone better in the Premier League. In a back four, big concerns. And if Lopetegui is going to prioritise a back, back four going forward, which I think he is, then there's probably not much room for Connor Cody. You know, and, and we saw last year when, when he dropped out of being first choice, you know, he wanted to go and play football. You know, someone like Connor Cody just wants to play football, doesn't he, wherever, wherever that is. So it's again, it's a really good deal for for everyone, really. You know, no one kind of loses out if if that makes sense. We get a good fee, he gets a good move, and obviously Leicester get a leader and a, a good player. I think it's a very good um, a good signing for Leicester in the championship. And Connor, if they're playing a back three, or even if they're playing a back four in the championship, will probably do all right because he's a leader um, and a good person for 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 Leicester need that leadership around the dressing room. It's interesting, isn't it, that there wasn't a Premier League option for him uh, t- to come in and he's ended up having to drop down the championship. Probably means his England uh, career's out of the way. But, like, good money again for a player um, that's not really going to be part of Lopetegui's plans going forward. So, so we're looking there at £31 million. And then you look at, um, before we get to Neves, Matinho has gone. Uh, Adama Traore is a free agent. We don't 100% know what's happening with Adama at the moment because he's not signed for anyone. And I do know Wolves would like to to keep him. I think Lopetegui would like to keep him. So it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, obviously, Costa, gone. That's a lot of lot of money off the wage bill, isn't it? What's your thoughts on uh, the Matinho, the Traore and the Costa all going the right decisions? Do you think, or would you like, would you like Traore to re-sign if he, if if there is an option to do that? I mean, I think I think with Traore it comes down to the finances again, and, and you know that's kind of the way of modern football, isn't it? You know, I mean, the 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 stuff that you read online, Traore wanted a particular salary. Wolves were prepared to offer a little bit less, so he didn't sign the contract. So. You know he'll have a val- The club will have a value on on Traore. This is what we think you're worth in terms of a weekly wage. He's got every right as a footballer to say, actually, I think I'm worth some worth more, so I'm not going to sign that, and I'm going to go somewhere else that that will pay me. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I I, I did like a dive. It's frustrating, you know, and infuriating at times as well. But in terms of a wild card option, if you like, you know, he was a good option on the bench. But again, you know, you're looking at someone whose best role is probably as an impact sub. Now, he probably thinks, he's, what is he, 26, 25, 26 now? He's probably thinking, oh, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to start every week or I'm going to start games regularly. So, again, it kind of comes down to that as well, doesn't it? And obviously with Costa and Matinho, they're on big money as well. And, and Matinho had started less and less games only towards the end of the season. Costa came in, had an impact, big impact in the dressing room, but only one goal. So, you're thinking, well, you know, is that worth a new deal? Probably not. So again, it kind of makes makes sense to to move them on and try and recruit in a different way. Yeah, I think you make good points there. Obviously, I mean, we you know disappointed how Matinho ended. He was a great player for the club, but disappointed at the the way it ended. And we've not heard a peep since, which is a, which I think is a slight tint. We've covered this. Obviously, Costa's gone. He was a character. 
Um, Adama Traor, I believe he's been offered a fair bit of money by Wolves, though. But maybe he, he just wants a different challenge. But like, you know, Barcelona didn't want him. He went there. There's rumours about AC Milan. It'd be interesting to see uh, when that does get... Because he's got to make a decision very, very soon on where he's going. Because he needs to get back into pre-season. So I expect to hear something on Adama Traor in the next week. That's five players, and we've not got to Nevis yet, out of the squad from last year that have gone, which is you can understand why people are like, Cody, okay, he didn't play for us, but like Collins, Adama, Matinho, Costa, five potential squad players that have gone. And then we move on to, obviously, the first one that got the ball rolling, which was the left field. And it's really going to be interesting to hear your view on this, because obviously he wanted Barcelona. They messed him about. Saudi came in. 47 million, probably getting sort of eight to 10 times his salary. He's gone. Great money for Wolves, 47 million. Um, I mean, how much did you think we were going to get for Neves? I'd kind of got about 30 in my head. I thought if, but, if but, we no, but, well. but I think, yeah, and I thought with Barcelona, it would probably end up being sort of 50p up front and two players on loan and then the rest in instalments when this happens and that happens. So, you know, I, I think we'd all kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that, that Neves was going to move on, you know, and, and, and he didn't owe us anything. He'd been a great servant for the club. It'd been great to watch him over the last sort of six years. Um, I'm surprised he's gone to Saudi Arabia. I mean, I, I, and I think if, if I put myself in his shoes, I'd find it very difficult to turn down that kind of money. I really would, you know, so I'm not going to sort of throw stones in, in a glass house and, and criticise anyone for, for taking that money because I think if we were in the same position... We'd do the same, you know, if someone offered me 10 times my salary to do the same job, I'd probably jump ship straight away. So, you know, it's, it's difficult and you don't want to kind of come across as a hypocrite. Um, I think it's very early to tell with Saudi Arabia, isn't it? You know, we've had things like the, the Russian League a few years ago, had a lot of investment and the Chinese League did for, for a short time. Um, it seems really to be a little... Uh, say that again, sorry? And the MLS as well. The MLS as well, yeah, of course, yeah. Um Obviously, Messi's gone there as well, hasn't he? So, obviously, they're still investing in, in sort of marquee players, aren't they? Um, it seems to be a little bit more serious with, with Saudi. They've got, obviously, a, a sort of an endless resource of cash, if you like, to, to They've entice They've almost players. got an endless barrel of oil. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and that's kind of... I mean, I think I read somewhere... I mean, if people can correct me, that's great. But I think the top four clubs in, in Saudi Arabia are all owned effectively by the state. So, it's kind of... It's not the clubs that are kind of buying these big stars it's it's the saudi state you know to try and in time to try and you know tourism and all this kind of thing and you know um, there's obviously there's there's obviously political issues and and but again there's a lot of issues across the globe aren't there with with things and and you know it's not really our place to kind of judge people on their career choices um like i said i'm surprised he went there but if that's the only offer that that's kind of come through because we don't know what Barcelona's intentions were. It seemed to me that it was more Neves and, and, and Mendes particularly pushing him to Barca. You know, there was stuff coming out that, that Xavi didn't want him at all and he wanted this player instead and they couldn't afford him and any deal would be, a, a there'd be no cash, it'd be players swapped over. So I think in the end, I think Wolves have done done right by the club, haven't they really? You know, and gone, well, let's maximise what money we can get for a player that's in the last year of his contract and probably isn't going to, renew it you know 47 million is, is a great deal for for wolves isn't it if we're being brutally honest it's a it's, yes it's a good deal it's good money and and you know we're going to talk about like the 
the, the, where we are with the incomings in, in a second. And guys, if you've got any questions for me and Jack, save them up for the last 15 minutes of the show so we can cover off all these questions about FFP and these sort of things as well. And um, But, like, you, there's rumours that um, Daniel Pedence is going to be sold. He's got a year left on his contract for around about 8 to 10 million. Personally, Daniel Pedence, I know my dad loves him, Bonanza. But, like, I'm not too fussed if he goes. Although he top scorer last year, he can score something. He, he always seems to be in the mix of, I mean, he can't get, I'm surprised he's not started a fight today. The, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, again, I think I think he's one, isn't he? That again, would we be terribly disappointed to lose him? Probably not, you know. And but again, it depends on on who's coming in, you know. I mean, if 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 for example, we move in Pedence on because we think Sarabia is going to have a bigger impact this year, and Chiquinho is coming back from injury, then then okay, give those two the opportunity. So, again, time will tell with, with, with kind of these players. I mean, what you've got to kind of do is almost put all this to, to one side, if you like, and kind of go, right, August 31st, or I think that's the transfer window, isn't it, that, that day. Let's look at what shape the squad's in when that transfer window shuts. If it's better than what it was at the start of the window, then we've had a good transfer window. At the minute, we're in a worse state, absolutely, because we've lost you know Neves, who's an absolute key player, and we've lost one or two others, and no one's come in to replace them. But let's just judge it at the end and see. There's what an argument, works. though, isn't there, Jack? That like the likes of uh, Joe Gomez and all of those sort of players were bought in the January uh, January window. Lamina, I mean, you know, they kind of preempted Nevis going by bringing these players in in January. And people seem to forget that Lamina came in, Joe Gomez came in, Dawson came in, Kuna came in. You know, all of these signings that came in in January are pretty much even Bentley all made a difference to the squad. So they the when in January there's always going to be people going out at thing, but people look at it the other way other way around. It's like, oh, we're losing all these players, but they forget that we bought in five in January. Not saying that we're not going to be bringing in any more players because we definitely are. Uh because there's it does take when you're trying to mould a squad. Any manager needs two, three, four transfer windows to get the exact squad that he wants. And you can't do it in one window. It's an impossibility. Unless you've got like Saudi Arabia money that you can just buy anybody you want. But the you, you, Wolves aren't in a position to sort of like um, be able to do that. We, you know, we can't compete with the likes of United and Chelsea and Liverpool and all of those because their revenues are like six times more and the way financial fair play works, you can afford to lose £105 million over three years. But if your incomings are six times higher and you can still lose £105 million, you can afford to spend more. This is why some of the, uh, the Premier League are looking at this cap, so to speak, uh, where they're looking at bringing in a, you know, you can only spend four times more than the, the bottom club earns in TV ready, revenue to try and stop this big gap getting even bigger. And because the soon as the Premier League stops being a competition, and some people will, will argue that anyway with City, they just seem to win it every single year. Okay, Liverpool took them close a couple of years ago, Arsenal last year and stuff like that. The beauty of the Premier League is that on any given day, any team can beat 
the, the leaders and we see that happening and you don't want to you don't want to lose that but i do understand why people do start to panic and get stressed and worry and concerned because i'm a fan i'm concerned you know i'm like we put a big question mark where are the signings coming from you know when are we making the signings when's it going to happen pre-season has started Lopetegui needs to build his squad and his system. But I think, like what you've said, he's doing this in in a phased way. You've got the first batch of players that have come back, which he's started working with. He's having a look at some of the younger lads as well. We've got some of the low knees that have come back. Ryan Giles. I mean, talk about Ryan Giles first of all, before we go on to some of the others and then come on to the next phase. What's your take on Ryan Giles? Would, you know, where, where are you with him? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean... If I put it this way, if if Ryan Giles was a Middlesbrough player and he just had the season that he'd had with, what, 13, 14 assists and, and got him into the playoffs and this, that and the other, and we were linked with signing him, I think we'd be going, that sounds like a good a bit, bit of like business we were to with me. Gorks from Coventry. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. going, Gorks from Coventry, oh my yeah. God, he's the answer. He's gone, isn't he? He's been sold. But like, he's in a Wolves player. Ryan Giles has got the second most assists in the Championship. Player of the year, two years running at the club he's winning. And like, oh, I'm not sure he's good enough, people say. And I'm like, this guy, if he wasn't our player, like that Coventry player, they would be saying, why aren't we going out and buying him? But he doesn't seem to like, people just seem to just go, he's not good enough for the Premier League. So how's the Coventry guy good enough? Just, you know, you don't know, do you, until they try him? Well, I, I think his performances for Middlesbrough, certainly the, the games that I saw towards the end of the season, in the very least, he's earned a shot. To, to try and get to force himself into the squad, and and if Lopetegui for whatever reason looks and goes, actually, Bueno is my man at left back, and and Ait Nuri's there as well. What we don't know what what's going on with him, and and they decide to to move Giles on permanently, then then okay, because like I said earlier, we've got to kind of put our trust in this manager to to move the squad around and, and do what he wants. But I'd like to think that the likes of Giles and Kundal, to name two, deserve a, a crack at forcing their way into the squad. You know, I mean, I think Luke Kundal's an interesting one because if you look at Swansea the year before, they had Flynn Downs playing that Kundal role and he got a 12 million move to West Ham on the back of that and then forced his way into their team. So Kundal is no better or worse than Flynn Downs, in my opinion. So we've potentially got a, a decent player there that we could integrate into the squad. And that, again, saves investing in a player from um, outside, and if that makes sense. player as well. Yeah, it, it, and Wolves, and, and, were, Wolves have been very, very tight on homegrown players last year, which is why, again, 
some of the outgoings, releases, some of the the, uh, the spaces to bring in in players. I, I'm with you. I'd love to see uh, Ryan Giles given a shot at Wolves. I think you know it's it's great to see you know your homegrown players come through the ranks and the academy and make it into the uh, team. I mean, look at Hugo Bueno last year. I know he's not British, but he got a chance out of nowhere. And then he was like one of the players of the, uh, the year he came through. These young lads, they've got motivation. They want to make it and they want to go. And I think Giles is, is one of them. But L- Lopetegui will be having a look at him. And then you look at the forward line. Okay, Pedence might, might be going. But you've got Wang Hee Chan, who probably was one of the better players towards the end of the last season. You've got Sarabia didn't have a great... Uh, I don't think he was too good when he came in last year. He was probably out of the ones that we brought in was probably one of the ones that... Didn't really hit the ground. Nunes didn't have a great season, was a bit inconsistent. But, like, the space is moving, playing him in a different position. And with uh, Lopetegui having chance to work with these players properly, have a proper pre-season, you could end up seeing the best. Kuna as well. Is he a number nine or is he a number 10? Raul Jimenez is still there. He, he's still got a year left on his contract. I mean, not saying that Raul's going to be the answer because we need to get a striker in, I think, still. Um but Raul's still there, and he might have a point to prove this year, you know, if he, if he gets fully fit. Sasha Kalajic, you know, we bought him last summer. We haven't seen, you know, anything of him. We can't really, you know, even comment on how good he's going to be or not. He could be, you know, brilliant, or he could be a complete flop. We don't really know because he's been out for so long with the injuries. Chiquino, young Chiquino, you touched on him. He played three or four games for Wolves. He was a breath of fresh air. This guy got the ball and he could cross a ball like David Beckham. The way he crossed the ball for someone like Sasha Kalajic coming in and thinking, he'd like getting on the end of that. He was so fast and so direct. Bubakar Traore is another one that, you know, was did all right for us. So we've got some players there. People are panicking. We have got players coming back. But it's up to the management to take an assessment of the squad, which Lopetegui is doing right now, out there. He's assessing all of these players. Then you've got Fabio Silva and Pedro Neto coming back. What's your take on Neto and Fabio Silva? Obviously, they got knocked out by England. And congratulations, by the way, to the England under-21s. And you have to say fair play to Gibbs White as well. You know, he's won the uh, the, the World Cup or the Euros with the under-17s. He's... Um, he, he went inside again there, you know, you know, I, I know he's like divides the fan base, but like someone like Gibbs White in the Wolves in the Wolves side now, I wouldn't mind. There you go. Fabio and Pedro Neto. Yeah, I mean again, I think we haven't seen the best of Neto since he had his his injury in twenty twenty one, I think it was, wasn't it, when he, he first sort of did his knee away at Fulham. Um he came back at the end of uh, last year, didn't he? And then at the start of this year, but then got injured again. So he's not had a, a consistent run. And obviously, he came into a, the team at the end of this year in a difficult situation, battling relegation. Um, doesn't really suit a flair player, does it? So again, it's difficult to to judge. You just hope that obviously two serious injuries at, at that age haven't kind of done any lasting damage to him, and he can kind of rediscover that that form. It'd be interesting to kind of see how. Uh, Lopetegui wants to use him because he's probably the, apart from maybe Shakino, he's probably the best example of an out-and-out winger that we've got now that Traore's gone. 
but it seems to be that out and out wingers are getting less and less fashionable and teams want inside forwards or, or they want sort of mid, centre mid players playing out, out on the so they can tuck in and support and, and track back. So it'll be interesting whether Lopetegui wants to use Neto as a winger or whether he sees him as the Portugal manager did in, in that tournament as more of a, a sort of centre forward, sort of playing off someone else sort of in, in between the sort of the posts, if you like. So That'll be interesting, and then Fabio is is kind of Fabio, isn't it? You know, we we spent a lot of money on him uh, as an unproven player. Has he proved to be good value? No, he hasn't. But does that mean that we write him off? Probably not, because he's still very very young. He's done really well at, at yeah. PSV. Someone comes in for the, with an offer for twenty twenty five million for Fabio. Do you sell him? Uh, if again it goes to, to Lopetegui, if Lopetegui wants wants to use him in the squad, then I think you you try and keep him around. If he thinks actually. I don't really have to see a room for him. Then, then you move him on. You know, you take you take the hit and you, and you move him on. And again, it, it comes down to, to Fabio because there's there's rumours that, that he's kind of said that he doesn't particularly want to come back to to Wolverhampton to, to come and play for Wolves. And, I've got a take. And... I've got a take on that, Jack. Go on. With Fabio Silva, he's been interviewed by the press over there at PSV, and they're saying, "Do you want to be here next year?" He ain't going to turn around. No one's going to turn around and go, "Oh no." When you've got their press interviewing you and their fans and stuff, he's going to say that he's going to say those things to please the fans where he is. It was a long article. It was a context that it was taken out. He's he's going to say things like that. What what said and what's reported and what's taken out of context are two separate things. This lad is a Wolves player. He's contracted to Wolves. Wolves have got like um still got a four year thing on him. So he's going nowhere unless Wolves sell him. So he ain't got a choice of whether he wants to be here or not or whether his agent wants him to go or isn't a thing. At the end of the day, this is not the same manager that was there two years ago or last year. This is Julian Lopetegui, an elite manager that he's going to be coming back with. It's a fresh start for him. It's like going to it's almost like a new squad that he's going to. It's completely different. And it's up to Lopetegui, like you say, to make a decision on Fabio Silva. If his attitude's not there, Lopetegui ain't going to put up with it. He's going to get rid of him. If he's got an attitude and he's proving that he want, he's got a hunger and he's, he, you know, he's putting the ball in the back of the net, he's making the runs and he's earning his place, he'll keep him at the end of the day. Yeah, no, but, I don't disagree. But I, I, I think, like we are saying, I think what Lopetegui said towards the end of last season when he said, I want people that want to be at the football exactly. club. So, so it, again, it's it, in, in some respects, it's, it's now in the players' court because if Fabio Silva reports for training at Compton next week or whenever it is and goes, you know what, fresh start, I'm ready to knuckle down, I'm ready to learn from the manager and learn from my teammates and, and improve, then great. But if he turns up and thinks, don't really fancy it anymore, then you've got to move him on because you don't, you can't say that in the, to the press as a manager, I want people who want to be here and then keep people at the club that don't want to be there. It's, it's all about attitude. We want, every single Wolves fan wants a player that wants to be here, wants to put that shirt on, wants to play for the badge, wants to prove themselves, wants to make a name for themselves. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet if you, if you ask people who are watching now in the comments to name their favourite ever Wolves player, right? They'd all be players that gave everything. They might yes, not be... They dropped... dropped. They might not be technically the best players or, you know, the the, the record scorers, all this kind of thing. They'll be players that gave 100%. And that's... Played 
as though the, the badge meant something to them. And, that, and that's, that's what, what, that's want. what want. If yeah. we as a player, if, as fans, see players that are shirking or hiding, you know, if, if as long as they're putting in the effort and they're putting, you know, 150% in, we can forgive most things, but we can't forgive effort. I'm just going to go on to this comment from Chris. Says on clutching at straws, Dave, your justification isn't the answer. We need players in Premier ready ones, not gambles or kids that we're ready in five years. Where have I said that I want us to play kids that are ready in five years? I haven't said that I want to, us to bring in new players that are ready in five years. Ryan Giles and the like have been through the academy. They've been out on loan getting experience. They've been burning up in the championship and people like that. We've got players that have been out on loan learning. Julian Lopetegui will make the decision on whether they're ready for the Premier League or not. And I don't care whether they're 15 or 35. If they're good enough and they're going to put the effort in for the shirt and they've got the ability and the manager thinks they're good enough, that's good enough for me. It doesn't matter about age. It matters about application. It matters about them wanting to be here. It matters about them playing for the shirt, playing for the badge, and it, uh, uh, whether and how they work as part of the team. But when we're talking about the transfer window now, going forward, we don't want to be bringing in players now that are like like a Fabio Silva or something and spending £20 million on a player that, oh, he's one for the future and we're going to loan him out to grasshoppers for like two or three years. We need players to come in in the window now to support the squad that Julian Lopetegui has got, to support that team of all the people that come in at, that he can look at and go, you're not ready, you're going back out on loan, we're selling you, we're getting rid of you, you're not going to make it. And they're bringing players in that are going to support and make the team that he wants tick. They've got targets. They know they've got people they're going for, but it's not just as simple as going, yeah, we want this player and he doesn't want to come or they, they don't want to sell or whatever. There's a lot of wheels within wheels that goes along with buying these players in. And, you know, Lopetegui and Hobbs and the thing have got to get the decisions right. We need players that are going to come in now in this window that are Premier League ready, that are first-team players that are going to come in and not just sit on the bench. They've got to come in and make a difference. The likes of Dawson and Lamina, all of those players. Joe Gomez came in in January, OK? You know, he played a couple of games. But he was always with a mind for this season. They need players that are coming, three, four, five players that are going to come in and make a difference. Jack, and where are those players going to be? Where are the key positions for you? Um, I, I think just going back to what you were just saying, I think we're not saying that the answers are in the squad and we don't need signings. I think everyone's saying we need signings. What we're saying is that there's got to be a structure to the summer window. And it makes perfect sense for Lopetegui to assess the players that are already in the building and then say, OK, so I don't think I've got a striker in this group that I can use. I don't think I've got a centre-half that I can use. So I need you to go and get me one. And it needs to be this type of player and this type of player. That's, I think, what we're trying to get at, isn't it? That that it's OK saying, yes, we need to sign players, but you've got to give the players in the building the opportunity to prove themselves first, whether it is someone coming back from injury like Sasha, or whether it's someone coming from a loan spell like Giles, or whether it's someone that like Sarabia, who didn't quite settle in last year because he, he, you know, he had newborn kids and he just moved over into a new country and things like that. Not, not making excuses for him. But he might, he might kick on this year. You just don't know. But it's up to the manager to kind of go, right, let's have a look at these players that are on the books already. 
And then once I've decided who I want to keep and who I don't want to keep, then I can go and fill those gaps in the squad rather than just going, well, let's go and sign a striker, a centre mid, a centre half, a goalkeeper and see where we are. And then I'll move people on after that because that doesn't work very often. So, no, exactly. This is exactly, and this is why I want people not to panic too much. Be concerned. I'm concerned. Jack's concerned. There's a lot of fans that are concerned, but like the the market hasn't really started to move just yet. Don't forget, a lot of these players, you know, they only reported back for training last weekend. They've only gone on to the train the, their initial training cup this week. And there's, you know, the championship clubs have gone back a little bit earlier, but their season finished two two weeks earlier. But like, and there's still players that haven't come back because they've been involved in internationals and stuff like that. The market surely will the next two weeks, the next fourteen days, surely, Jack, we're going to start to see some signings because if we're having a conversation two weeks from today and we're still in the same situation and we haven't signed anyone other than you know, a free transfer keeper from Northampton that Tony Roberts liked because he's Welsh and, you know, he's he's there so that the uh, will probably never play for Wolves and so the likes of Sarkic and all of them can go out on loan and what have you. If we're sitting here in two weeks' time, we've not made any signings, I think the dial will be turned up quite a lot then because we'll only be like three weeks out from the season, two weeks from the, uh, from the match um, against Reigns at Molyneux, which will be the pre-season. He needs the like people need he needs the time to get those to be part of the squad. So the next two weeks I think is important for getting signings in, don't you think? No, I agree. And and I think like we said, I think there's a there's a time frame on it, of course there isn't, and that's the entire transfer window because ultimately you need to leave the transfer window in a better shape than you were to begin with. But within that, if you're inactive for too long, then I think you do kind of miss out on top targets, they go elsewhere. You know, and, and like you say, I think as, as a fan base, I think you know we were tremendous towards the end of last year. We put up with some some, some really poor performances. Not was it ninety four, ninety five percent renewal rate on season tickets. Um, the new season tickets that were on sale all got snapped up really quickly. So the fans have done their bit now. We've gone right. We're behind you. We're backing you. We've invested. Now it's over to you. And, and so, yes, what we've said is true, that we need to assess the players in the building and look at what we've got. But there does need to be, within the next two weeks, I'd say, probably the next week, actually, I'd, I'd shorten it, some sign of activity in terms of incomings. Because, like you say, the, the, the earlier you get the players in, the longer they get with their new teammates and with the manager. So so it does have an advantage. So I'd, I'd be, I'd be if, if we're sat in two, three weeks' time and we're still, you know, not, advanced in terms of bringing people in then i'd start to, to, to question what what was going on but at, at the minute i think what what they're doing is kind of what they've set out so so let's just kind of see how it plays out in the next and, week and, and that's kind of where i'm at at the moment i mean i'm exactly this i'm like apprehensive but i i believe there's a plan in place you know i yeah, had the privilege actually um yesterday of having a went to a, a party went to Jason's uh, party and Matt Murray was there. He came in and, uh, you know, me and Chris, who's one of our members, we must have talked to Matt Murray for like 50 minutes to an hour. Um, I'm not really want to go into divulging ins and outs of what was said, but obviously he kind of like got the impression from him, you know, that wheels are turning at the club and stuff like that. And 
I'm, I'm fairly confident that we will get players in a good value. Look at some of the best signings that we've made. Martinho, five million. You know, Dawson, Lamina. You know, I know we played a, probably a bit over the odds for Kuna, but hopefully he'll he'll do the business. He's, you know, and stuff. And Nunes, we've got some quality. We have got quality at Wolves. We've got lots of quality. Yes, we've lost Neves, but we saw what we played without Neves for two games and won both games. We've got a hot prospect in Joe Gomez. You know, Lamina is a much more mature player. We've got young players like Kundal and Hodge. We've got players coming back from injury, players coming back from loan. We've not shorter players, um, but the defence is is a concern because we need, a, I mean, we need a right back for me. Definitely need a right back. We don't know what's happening with Aitan Ori. Collins has gone, so we've got to be bringing in at least one central defender. Totti Gomez. I mean, people forget about Totti Gomez. Oh, he, look, he's not going to be good enough. He came from grasshoppers. He's one of our best players. You know, hungry, keen, calm on the ball, can play it out. Central defender, slotted in onto left back, did a great job, never let us down. You know, we have young players that are keen and hungry. They Sometimes they just need the opportunity to shine, but you do need leadership through the team. What's your take on Collins with Napoli? Sniffing about for 30, 35 million. What, you know, would you sell Collins if they came back with a 40 million pound bid? Kilman, you mean? Kilman, even, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a difficult one because I, I like Kilman. Um, my concern with Kilman is is that he needs, um, he needs a, an experienced voice next to him all the time, doesn't he? he you know, when, when he had Collins there, so Cody, he was great. When he had Collins, he wasn't so good. When Dawson came in, he improved again. So um, I, I think he's got a value. Like I think, like every player. But um, ultimately, if, if if Napoli meet that value, then I think we have to do a deal, don't we? You see, I, 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 I mean, we bought him for forty thousand. Was it where was it from? Maidenhead or somewhere? Maidenhead, yeah, yeah, forty thousand. People talk about FFP, the profit for the way F we did a thing on FFP. It's all about your profit on your sales. Someone who you've bought for forty thousand and then for yourself for forty million, that really does help your FFP massively. Now Wolves have sold quite a lot. You know we've we've got nearly um, you know sort of getting on for eighty million pounds worth of sales. Wolves can invest in the transfer window. You know they've made a huge. You know, a profit against the valuation of Neves, that valuation on FFP de definitely helps and stuff like that. But I'd personally like to keep Kilman because I think, you know, he's got still on a long term contract. I think he's only getting better. He's at the right age. He's, um, you know, learning a lot from Dawson, you know, but we do need to bring in another central defender uh, of experience to bring in. Totti Gones, we know that can slot in there. Yes, and Mascara's. Back out on loan to uh, the MLS. Um, the defence has been quite important. And it, if we didn't score many goals, we can't mess up the defence. What we need, we don't want to turn into Leeds and suddenly score 60 goals but concede 55 or 65 or 75 the other end, you know, and go gung-ho. We need to score more goals and we need to keep the same amount of goals out. And if we do that, we're going to be pushing up the table. And that's got to be the aim for... Lopetegui. Lopetegui has got to improve on 13th place next year. Got to be aiming to finish in the top 10. 
maybe try and have a run at Europe, have a run in the Cup. If we do that and there's an improvement, like you said, it's another step forward. It's a big window that's got to be gone. Wolves have played uh, a first pre-season friendly today against um, Vitoria. Um, obviously not fully fit yet, but they came out with a 2-1 win. I think, was it Kuna that scored one? Yeah, and um, who, who scored the other? Uh, Owen Farmer, wasn't it? From the Owen Farmer. I mean, he's an academy lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good player. And he's, he's out there. He's a good, well, you've talked about Owen Farmer before, haven't you? Yeah, I'd say there's some good players coming through. There are some good players coming through. And then, then again, that helps, doesn't it? Because you've only got to have one, like Bueno last year, that comes into your squad. Saves you twenty twenty five million on 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 a, a signing, and you know, and and as fans, we love seeing you know young lads coming through the academy and, and sort of making it, you know. So it's great, and and you know, I think Owen Farmer, Nathan Fraser, Harvey Griffiths has just signed a new contract. These ones definitely keep an eye on. We saw Lemba Kisa come through last year, didn't we? Um, Joe Hodges he, coming from Man City, didn't he? But has joined the development and has kind of pushed his way into the first team contention. So you know, and I think. Just on the under twenty ones as a whole, I think the, the the growth of the club, the academy's had to catch up in the last few years. You know, you think back when we were sort of mid table championship team under Kenny Jackie. The jump wasn't so big. Yeah, yeah, the level that you needed to be to get from the twenty ones into the first team wasn't as big as it is now. You know, we we've got guys coming like Elliot Watt and Aaron Collins and guys like that who've come through our academy, not been good enough to get into our first team now, but are absolutely smashing it in the football league. You know, so I think that level that, that we've needed to get to is slowly we're starting to get there. You know, I, I'm very confident the likes of Fraser, Lembekisa, Griffiths, those kind of guys, Hodge, Farmer even, will end up being Premier League footballers. You know, that that's the, the level of players that we've got in the academy now. And that's a really good position uh, to be yeah. in. So obviously uh, there's rumours about Wolves playing Celtic in Dublin. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Would so you go, Jack? Probably would, yeah. I think so. It's yeah, a nice, I mean, nice place to visit. I, I kind of like um, said this. It's like, well, surely, like they're going to be looking for a for a game as well. Like, why can't they yeah. play them somewhere else? So, like, Wolves could be put that be a game that will at the Arriva Stadium. But there's a, it's. The, I've already looked. The hotels are like ridiculously amounts of money, mate. They're like about two hundred pounds. Yeah, won't be, be cheap, but yeah. There's an Irish game on the next day or something. So it's like a big, but like yeah. it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, but they haven't really announced any more pre season friendlies. Now, what did you make of the career thing? Um, I, I was disappointed for, for Russell more than anything. And me and you he both know Russell, that Russell was Russell's gutted. It's not yeah. his fault. No, People no. We'll point the finger and say that this, that, the other. They were let down. And it's two years running. I know the club and stuff like that, but like it was an established promoter. And it's not just let Wolves down, it's let Roma down, it's let Celtic down. Celtic had another game planned against um, Tottenham Hotspur in Japan as well. That's put that into doubt as well, you know, and Wolves. It's all three massive clubs that have been let down by what's happened with this. And commercially, it's a big blow, um, but it, it's not Russell's fault in any way, shape, or form. They tried. But it's it's embarrassing, really, because it's two years running, and I think he's he, like you say, he is gutted. Yeah, and, and and any fans that kind of already booked flights and hotels and things that are going to be going to be out of pocket now. That's that's not great for for anyone, is hey, it? I mean, I think... I'm all right, Patrick Moran. If he lives in Dublin, and he says I can stay at his. Patrick, oh, there you go. I might take you up on that, mate. There you go. 
That's so that's the then, advantage of having a channel. That what you know. We'll be going around Patrick's. There we go. How many, how many spare beds has he got? There we go. But yeah, know, we need to find that out, don't we? Yeah, no, I, but I think that would be good because against Celtic, they're the Champions League side, aren't they? So, so I think you know, be a good test for us. You know, I, I, you can remember as well the days where our pre-season we go to Warsaw, Northampton, Shrewsbury, Crew. You know, it's a bit different now, isn't it? So, you know, it'd be big good good test for us again. I like I still like us to play Roma. I think that'd be that'd be a good good test as well. It would be, it? it would be, especially if it was in Rome, because I know Emma would want to go straight away because she loves Rome. Guys, we're coming up to the last five or ten minutes of the uh of the uh of this week's podcast. Do us a favor, if you haven't already done, please smash us a, a like on the video. And if you are new do us a favour as well as subscribe. We're on uh, 30,610, 611. See whether we can get that to 30,620 in the, in the next 10 minutes. That would be amazing. Uh, right, so we're going to open the floor now to you guys in the chat. Make sure you subscribe so you can leave a comment. Um, if you want to ask me a question or Jack a question or both of us a question, now's your time to get your questions out and we'll do our best to answer them in the next five or 10 minutes. Uh, Mark Davis, who would be the dream signing? Um, I wouldn't mind that guy from Bristol City. Alex Scott, yeah. Alex yeah I was just, Scott. just that, that was the first name that popped into realistic signing. Again, yeah. he's a, again, he's not one of our players, and everyone's Alex Scott, Alex Scott, Alex Scott, Ryan Giles, who? People yeah. like obviously not good, but like Alex Scott's good enough, but Ryan Giles. But he's our player. But, yeah, I think he's going to be a player, isn't he? So I wouldn't mind him. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, We've got a question for you from um, Chris, who's lost his wolf. Um, When is Jack getting rid of the flaming wallpaper? Do you not like it? I kind of like it, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He can come and redecorate for me if he wants, and then he can choose whatever wallpaper he likes. There you go. There you go, Chris. Um, Andy Saunders, who would you bring in as a striker? Um, striker, uh, the guy at Seville, El Nesri. So, oh, yeah, like that. yeah, they're looking like they need to sell as well, aren't they? Yeah, I read something where that they're, they're pretty much all their squads available for the right price, aren't they? So, you know, you, Lopetegui should be licking his lips because he, he built most of that squad, didn't he? And, and obviously, they well, if he can't influence any players, well, they, they should walk over broken glass to come and play for him, shouldn't they? Really? So, you know, um, people like Ocampos, who I thought was a terrific player when we played them, and he's still there, isn't he? Bono, the goalkeeper, I know we've been linked with him over the weekend, haven't we? He's he's, he's tremendous, isn't he? I'd love um, it as well. Someone, yeah. I mean, uh, Peter Yamyam54 says, who's a member, says, how, would you, how much do you think we're going to have to spend? Um, I think that's a difficult question because it depends I on... Think it's £50 million pounds we'll spend. Yeah, I, I think you could you could put a figure on it, but, it, it, you know, you look at someone like Dawson for £3 million, you know, I mean, he's he's probably a £10-15 million pound centre-off, isn't it, that we got for £3 million. So, so we, we could spend that £50 million and get £80 million worth of players through the door. Or we could spend that £50 million and then again get £40 because we overpay for someone. So, you know, how much we have to spend, I think it's more about the kind of players we need to bring in. And then if we've got the money to, to sign them, then you do it. If you haven't quite, then you perhaps need to move someone else on, this, that and the other. So it's, it's difficult to kind of have a budget, isn't it, almost? Because you've kind of got to say, well, 
don't forget about the money for a second. Let's look at these I gaps think it's in the all squad. about the net spend overall. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. it comes into Wolves. Right, if if Wolves sell off a hundred million out the out the thing, and they've got a, a net, and we have, and we we spend fifty million, we're fifty million in. But that fifty million that we spent, you know, like a Dawson or someone like that, you it's all about value, isn't it? Um, Harry Sinclair wants to know what away day you're most looking forward to next year. You're going to say Luton, aren't you? Kind of. I'm Just looking for it's weird. Yeah, yeah, but but it's kind of not not a great place to go, is it? I've been been a, ten years ago now, wasn't it? When we played them in the in the FA Cup, um, I don't know. It's quite difficult, isn't it? Because we, we didn't have many good away days last year, did we? So so on that basis, surely we're going to have a lot more better away well, days. Let, this let's year. hope so. Can't let's be hope. any worse. We only won no, two. No. Well, exactly. Oh, yeah. One was one was a last minute winner, and the other one we we were we, we were down to ten men. I still yeah. can't believe that day. That was yeah, yeah. But they were yeah. both great for their own reason in terms of in yeah. terms of joy. But we had like seventeen away days last year, which you know, okay, we got two or three draws, and the rest was just miserable. Other than the actual experience of going to an away day, and it is it's a it's the whole day. The match is just part of it. But like when you win, yeah. it's just Topped it all off. I think um, it'll be our um, our last visit to Goodison Park as well, won't it? So, so that one way or other, they'll either get relegated or they'll have the new ground again. It's, the, it's, it's their last year. I haven't got much money so. to spend either, Everton. No, no, they're, they're going to struggle, I think. Uh, Grey Jack Nine wants to know Bentley or Saw? Neither. Um, I think I, I think Saw's a better goalkeeper, isn't he? But but again, if there's better out there, then then we need to be. To be looking, I've, I've, I've I said before with Saar, the year before the one that's just gone, he was great, wasn't he? Last year, he wasn't great, so you're kind of looking, he's, he's okay, isn't he? Ben, Bentley is the new John Ruddy, isn't he? He's great in the dressing room and he's, he's a good backup and he'll probably do all right in, in the Cups. But if you needed him to play 20, 25 games in the Premier League, you'd be a bit concerned. So, um, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? I think. They've both got a role to play, but but I do think we need a, a new number one to kind of that's, that's better than both, if you like, and he's going to, you know, challenge and make that position his own. Absolutely, mate. That's a good answer as well there. Um, so uh, the next question that we've got here, which is a good one, Trevor Dean, who should get the captaincy? Um, see, I said before, I think the captain might be someone that that we bring in. Um, I think if you're looking in the current squad, oh, I think, think so. potentially, yeah. I mean, I think that the two that stand out to me at the minute are Dawson and Lamina um, as potentially as captain material. Um, so whether we'd be happy with with either of those two, I mean, Dawson, yeah, great, but is he going to start every week? I don't know. Um, the same with Lamina, I suppose, in midfield. That's a position where there's a lot of tactical changes and, and this, that, and the other. Uh, Gomez, is, Gomez is really interesting. That, that's a really interesting shirt, actually. Gomez, I do like like the idea. I, I just wonder if it's a bit too soon. You know, he's, he's still settling in the country, and and you know, still he just finding his feet. very well. No, no, which which is obviously a, a bit of a. I don't think he. I, I think he'd need to improve his English quite a lot to uh, become yeah, yeah. the captain. To be fair, yeah. I, can get I mean, 
get why people say, it. and that's not to say that he won't be a future. Captain. No, no, I, I think I think he's absolutely a potential captain of the future, but I just think it's a bit early now. I mean, I, I like I said, I'd go Dawson or Lamina as it stands, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone that we signed was given the armband, like when um, Sam Ricketts came in a few years ago under Kenny Jacket, and he said, I "Yeah, I remember that him. goal from Sam Ricketts in the six-four against Rotherham." Yeah, yeah, that's and still got to be up there. Got that's got to yeah. be up, up there. I mean, I'll put a question in. Before we finish, best ever game, Rotherham at home, that 6-4 is right up there for me. If that was League One, that was. That yeah. was League One. And I think it was 4-2 going into added time or something daft. Yeah, we, was, we were 4-2 up. Then they got it back to 4-4, didn't they? And then yeah. we scored twice. There was a couple of pitch invasions. There was about there. three pitch invasions. It was a, yeah. it was insane. What a game that was. What an ending to a match. Trick, you, got, you got Ricketts running. He scored that goal, didn't he? Yeah. And then the, the, the most bizarre thing all day was half-time. We had Roger Miller on the pitch, didn't we, from Italia 90. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Was he <laughs> yeah, doing he a little dance? Yeah, because then when Dicko scored... I can't remember if it was his first goal or second goal. He went and did the, the Roger Miller, didn't he, in the, to the corner flag? Yeah, it was a strange day, wasn't it? That, that was, yeah, that, that was a, a bonkers game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, really absolutely, it, it was. Uh, so there's a few there for um, interesting for the, the thing. Um, Mark Davis wants to know, is Europe a game possible? I think it's too early to say, isn't it, Jack, on that, really? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think that, that, Top six will will probably all strengthen. I think Newcastle will will strengthen. I think they already have, haven't they? Um, and then you're looking at the likes of Brighton, Villa, who are obviously going to be strong again. So I mean, West Ham might improve. So I mean, the, I, I think realistically, I think if we can, like you said earlier, if we can finish in that top half this season, tenth, ninth, something like that, I think we've got to kind of accept that as a as a good season. If you, if you can if you can add some magic on it in terms of a cup run or this that and the other, then then great because that then makes it more palatable, doesn't it? As a as a supporter, you know you, you'd rather finish ninth and get to the cup final, for example, than than say I finish eighth. I would give anything to get to the cup final next yeah. year. My dad's yeah. eighty six. I say it every year he wants to go to the FA Cup final and sing abide with me. And I'm telling you now. I'm 100% telling you now, if we get to the FA Cup final and sing a vibe with me and I've done my blog, I will be blubbering. I will literally be blubbering with emotion because it's my dad's dream. Wolves, can we please not mess up? Can we do something in the Cups? I think if we finished top 10 and we did something in the Cups, we'd be like, yes, that would be amazing for us next year. Can we make Europe... Anyone can make Europe, even bloody Luton Town. You just, you know, it's possible because, like, we all start with zero points. I mean, you know, but I think there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. Would I like to think, uh, you know, we, we got to the high water mark uh, under Nuno of two seventh place finishes and then we didn't push on. I think they dropped the ball. I think we'll all agree they dropped the ball and when they should have invested, they didn't. We've got the teams that have gone past us and we've now got to try and climb the table back up to the top 10. If we can have a good um, score, a few more goals um, and get the results away from home and keep Molyneux as a fortress, then why not? But let's not get carried away because there's lots of people thinking we're going to get relegated like they do every year. I get that. I always get them. They come on in the comments 
we're really gonna get relegated. I've heard it for the last six years. I've had that. I've had one little. I used to have Jimmy Froxtrol, who used to give me jip every every thingy. We're gonna get relegated. Wolves are rubbish. Then he disappeared. I had another one last year and the year before. They come on and then they go very very quiet. When all of a sudden we've got out of it again, we cannot. We cannot as a club be messing around near the bottom three next season. We've got to have a solid start to the season. We've got a tricky start. But I'm not worried about going to United away on Mon on that Monday. I think we can go there and get a result. Why not? You know, it, I, I like playing these so-called bigger teams early doors because they're not fully up and running. If it had been Manchester City, I still thought, why not? Why can't we go to Old Trafford and get a good result under the lights, you know, Monday night football? Why not? But Wolves have got to be shrewd in the transfer window. We've got to start to see some action. We've got to put a nice little picture. Be nice next week if we're doing a weekly review show and we've got a picture of a new signing on there rather than just a shadowy figure with a question mark. We've got to start investing in the squad Julian Lopetegui is taking a look at the squad right now. He's taking a look at all the players back from injury. We're going to get the rest of the players back. We've got to invest. We cannot be sat here next week and the week after, two weeks' time, in the same position. Because then I think, you know, everyone will really be getting the jitters. We need to give Lopetegui the time to build most of his squad it might not be that we've got everyone in for the start of the season and there'll still be players coming in towards the end of August. That's normal for every team, but we do need to see two or three signings come in. And these signings, as Chris rightly pointed out earlier on in the show, they've not got to be one for two or three years down the line. They've got to be players that are going to come in and make a difference now. And they're going to have to come in and be part of that squad first team ready with experience to help the young lads and then who knows what's possible final thoughts from you on the uh, before we finish Jack for everyone yeah um i just think like i said for everyone just hold your nerve i suppose i, I, I get i get the the anxiety and i get the the frustration absolutely but i think like we said i think we're doing it in a strategic way i think that the, there's been financial um, pressures on the club, if we if we can say it that way, to get people out of the building. I think there was a, a sort of a general opinion across the fan base towards the end, particularly at the end of last season, that we needed to strip the squad back and and not start again, but but to really sort of you know really pick it apart and kind of work out who wasn't going to contribute going forward. I think we're starting to see that now with one or two moving on, like we said. So um, I think things are starting to be put into place. Uh, I think you, you can't just do it. Do uh, you try your summer window as a trolley dash and just go, well, let's sign this player, this player, this player, and see where we are at the end of it. You've got to have a bit of a strategy in place. You've got to be able to to go through in phases, if you like. And I think I, I, I'm I'm on board with the idea of moving people out, having a look at the loanees and the the injury players, and and then picking those gaps in the squad and, and, and investing in that way. So I think hold hold your nerve is what I'd say to everyone. You know, I understand the the, the, the feelings, but. Let's just see where we are in two weeks, three weeks' time, and then we can obviously judge it with a bit more of a clearer picture. Jack, the voice of reason. Thank you to Harry, by the way. Um, if you do do a super chat, not only does it support the channel, or if you become a channel member, it really helps. Harry's a United fan and he's done a super chat, so thank you so much. But you're guaranteed on getting your thing on the uh, on the screen. 
Harry, this is a nice one to finish on. He says, as a United fan, I have a good feeling you might come to Old Trafford with three points. Well, let's hope, mate. And it's great that I've got fans from other clubs that watch the channel and, and engage with the chat. So it, that's absolutely uh, fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Robert says, great show. Um, Mick the Wolf, um, good show as always, Dave and Jack. Cheers, Dave and, uh, and Jack. Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. I say, if, before you go, please just hit the like button. If you're brand new watching, um, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notifications. There's daily updates pretty much every time. The podcast will be out tomorrow. And wherever you are in the world, love to you and your family. As Jack says, keep the faith. But trust me, if they don't start pulling their finger out, we will be pulling them up on it. But right now, we're just, we're just saying, calm down. It's only a commercial. But if they don't, we will, we will be uh, getting a little bit more irate than we are at the moment. We're staying calm at the moment. But I think, Jack, you're right. So stay calm, keep the faith. And from myself and Jack, to all of you guys, wherever you are in the world, always Wolves. Always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.